This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in Exodus chapter 16, still in Exodus chapter 16 and the regulations about the manna from heaven and God providing them food for their sustenance. Uh, now, uh, as we're studying this, one of the things that you will find, and many of y'all, I, I do realize, don't get into some deep arguments, theolo- theological arguments that have gone on in in the last half decade, half uh, century, because maybe they just don't mean a whole lot to you. And the truth is, the more I think about them, sometimes they don't mean a lot to me either. But one of the things about this passage of scripture that has been used by what I would call false teachers or liberation theologists, those who teach liberation theology, they use this as a pretext to explain why God is is a deliverer, and he is, and that that the whole point of Christianity is to deliver people from the situations they find themselves in life. And that just totally misses, misses the point of why God is at work in the world that we live in. And he is not at work in the world that we live in to make it to make the world that is now a wonderful utopia in which everything is going to be beautiful and wonderful. That will happen, but that will happen when Jesus comes back as a benevolent, as a benevolent ruler who rules over the nations and and is a ruler of truth and, and hope. And liberation theology is just a is just a theology that was born out of communist uh, infiltrators who infiltrated certain portions of the world, Southeast Asia, South America, sometimes even over into Central and Southern Africa, trying to trying to uh, make communism palpable to a world that is generally religious. And I say that because it's important that you see that Mo- the cr- Christianity is about a quarter of the population of the world. Now, not all of those are actual Christians, but they live they live in places where Christianity is taught and where Christianity is free to be understood. It can some estimates even place it as much as a third of the world. That includes Catholicism, Eastern Orthodox churches. That includes all the all the denominations and non-denominations and all the people who name the name of Christ. That there that that takes up about anywhere from twenty-five to forty percent of the world's population. And then uh, Islam is about twenty percent of the world's population. And when you just take those and then throw in Judaism, what we call the Abrahamic religions, you understand that the population of the world that is religious in a monotheistic 
is over half the world's population. Communism wants to rule the world. It's a godless it's a godless form of government. It's a godless form of, of dictatorship. It is designed under the principle that, that everybody works for the benefit of everybody else, and no one is selfish, and, and that through a few people controlling things at the top, that they can control the millions and billions of economic transfers that happen in such a efficient way that the world will the world will prosper under it. Now the truth is that we've had people in high positions controlling all the economic transfers in the world for for millennia past. We call them kings. Okay, we call them emperors and rulers, and they controlled everything. They controlled everything that there ever was, and and they caused the earth to be in 99% poverty. And so, for a few autocrats in the Communist Party, whether it be in China or Russia, or although Russia doesn't have a Communist Party anymore in the sense that they call it that, but they are still in many ways communist and a centralized government, for them to say that they figured out how to do it in an excellent and outstanding way and then sell it under a theology to Christians. And there is a form of liberation theology that's Muslim too, by the way, and sell it that God wants to liberate us through, through biblical teaching that is aimed toward godless communism is just ridiculous. Now, if you say, I don't really know what you're talking about with liberation theology, look it up. It's important that you understand what liberation theology is because it is being, it is the undertone in many communities in the United States for communism and for socialism and for godless leftism that is going on in the world that we live in today. And if I were you, I'd check it out. And the reason this passage is used, these passages are used, is because God makes provision for everyone, and he takes care of the needs of everyone. Now, if you said, could God be a good communist? I would say, other than it being godless, yes, God can be good at anything. He can make provision for everyone. He could. He can handle all the economic transactions of the world and do it properly and rightly. But but remember, communism's not wanting God in control. Communism's wanting a few people in control. And sure, absolutely, God could be a great communist leader. But God doesn't desire to be a great communist leader. God desires to have a people and a family and a kingdom of his own. And that is us. And God makes provision for us in the daily bread. And in the picture of being delivered out of Egypt and being delivered into the promised land, the picture is that when you're a new Christian and you've crossed the Red Sea and you're in the wilderness and you're learning about God and you're learning to trust God, God gives you some things to do in your life that help you trust him. And one of the things that he gives the children of Israel is daily bread. And I want you to notice there's some things, there are some aspects to this daily bread that are very important for the young Christian, and they're not appropriate for liberation theology teaching. That's not the purpose of this. The purpose is, it says, when the children of Israel, in verse 15, when they saw it, they said to one another, what is it? For they did not know what it was. Now, they didn't know what, they didn't know what manna from heaven was. And when you, prevent, when you present to young Christians God's word, oftentimes they don't take, they don't understand the ultimate importance of it. And I can say, and I use this all the time, I quote it so much that it's just on the front of my, 
mind every time I say this, but John, who knew Jesus for the as a disciple and then lived the longest life after Jesus because he was the youngest disciple. He was perhaps even a 14 or 15-year-old boy when he was called to be a disciple of Christ. He says about Jesus in his gospel, he begins his gospel saying this, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the word was made flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten son of God. What he's saying is the word of God is the physical, is the physical revelation of God himself explained to us throughout the ages through his word. Jesus is the physical manifestation of God and his word is literally him relating or giving us the understandings of who God is through these things, these ideas, which we call the word of God. It is important. It, it, uh, let me say this. Unless you have the Holy Spirit at work in your life, and unless the Holy Spirit is unveiling God's word to you, you cannot grow as a Christian. You cannot grow. You must have the Holy Spirit, and you must have the word of God. Those are the two necessary things. And then you must operate using those two things to grow your faith. And with, if you said, Chad, what are the three necessary things that have to have to be going on in a person's life for them to be growing as a believer? They have to have faith in the revelation of the Holy Spirit of God's word. That's those are the that's how it goes together. You gotta have you gotta trust in the Holy Spirit revealing Jesus to you through his word. And that's just basic. There it is. It's basic in the wilderness. And they didn't know, they didn't know. New Christians don't know that. Do Christians, young believers, people who are just trying to figure out their way, maybe they used to be heavy in the church when they were young, but now they've come back to it when they're a little older and they're trying to figure it out. They don't realize the power of God's word. They just miss it. They don't get it. And that's okay. That God's got to, we got to start somewhere, right? And so they don't know what it is. And Moses said to them, this is 15b, this is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. Notice, this is what God's giving you. This is what the Lord God, Jesus himself, has given you to eat. He says, this is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Let every man gather it according to each one's need. Now, that's where they get the communist idea to, to each according to his need, from each according to his ability. That is the that is Karl Marx on steroids. That's his main, that's the main quote from uh, all his craziness in his writings. But but that's where this comes from. G gather what you need and gather what you need because you let other people have what they need and we'll all get by together. Now, if it's God, that's true. If it's human beings, not true. And we see that even in this because they don't do what God says. It doesn't even work out when God's in control of it because human beings are selfish and human beings are, are rebellious and human beings aren't going to do what God told them to do. And they've got to ha they have to learn to hear God and act. And you know that as well as I do. That's who you are. You struggle to do what God's called you to do. You struggle to act in a way that God's called you to act. Uh, we go through that all the time. All you got to do is read Romans 7 and 8, and you see the Apostle Paul explaining how difficult it is. And that's the way life is. He says, this is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. It's, it's the bread that God's given you. It's your nourishment. It's your spiritual nourishment. Jesus Christ revealed in his word is your spiritual nourishment and it's for you to eat. And this is the thing which the Lord has commanded. When we pray, you, you've heard people pray and they say, give us this day, our daily bread. 
That's that is that is Jesus teaching us that we need to have our what kind of bread? Our daily bread. He is talking back again. He's hearkening back again for those who are listening back to the manna is the daily bread. It's not the weekly bread. It's not the monthly bread. It's the daily bread. Why? Because it's going to rot after that day. God provides it each and every day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. God's mercies are new every morning. Notice that God is at work in your life intimately and regularly and presently. Presently is important too, by the way. Presently, he's presently at work in your life. And if God presently at work in your life, you don't need the bread from yesterday for today. And by the way, the bread for today is not going to be any good for tomorrow. God's got God's got his mercies and his present blessings and his present understandings are available for you today. And if you don't eat them and you don't nourish yourself with them, you don't spiritually grow and nourish your body with them. If you don't do that, you miss out. You miss out. And there's no way to get around that. I want you to hear me this morning. There's no way to get around that. You miss out on God's uh, revealing himself, on God, on the understanding of who he is and what he's doing in your life. You miss out and uh, you can't go back and pick it up. You can't go back. Once God had given the daily bread for today, now sure, will he teach you the same lessons over and over again? Praise God he does, because if he didn't, I wouldn't get them. Oftentimes I need several teachings to get it straightened out. But he, yeah, he's going to teach you. But now remember, it's going to be in the context of tomorrow or next week or next year. It's not going to be in the context of today. Today is a special day for you and God. And God is giving your daily bread for today. And so he says, he says, this is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Let every man gather it according to each one's need. One omer for each person. Omer is about a jar, okay? About a jar full. According to the number of persons, let every man take for those who are in his tent. An omer for each person. A jar for each person. That's enough to eat because they're going to have some meat in the evening. Then the children of Israel did so and gathered some more and some less. Notice, if you're trying to hom- make everybody homogeneous and make everybody the same, that's that. if you said, Chad, what is one of the greatest arguments against godless communism? One of the greatest ar- arguments is it tries to make everybody equal and the same. It provides equity. Equity is the equality of outcome. There is no such thing as equity in this world, okay? They, you can be equal before God. You can be equal before the law. But there can be no equity, meaning equality of outcome, because everybody's not the same. Praise God, we're not. Praise God, we're not the same. We're not all the same. And let me tell you something. If we were all the same and y'all were all me, I'd have to get out of here. I can't have a lot, all of me around all the time. I, I just I, No, and you know that. Everybody knows that. But you don't, you're special. You're individual. You're, you're someone God loves uniquely for who you are. And you don't want, you don't want to, to be the same as everyone else. Now, sometimes you look up and say, why can't I have this? Or why can't I be that? That is you. That's your sinful heart because you're, you're coveting other people and other people's things and other people's blessing rather than seeking your own. And remember, that's why God doesn't want us to covet other people's things. It's because he wants to provide us our own special life, our own special purpose, our own special things. And so when they go out to get this bread, they some gather enough to eat during the day and some don't gather enough. And boy, why, why don't they? I don't know. I always think two yeast rolls are better than one, don't you? 
I do. Anyway, it doesn't make sense, but that's the way it works. That's the way life works. Because why? Everybody's unique. Everybody's different. Not everybody's the same. And not everybody's going to do it the same way. And uh, so when the measured, when they measured it by Omer, he who gathered much had nothing left over. And he who gathered little had no lack. Every man gathered according to one, each one's needs. And Moses said, let no one leave any of it till morning. Now, now understand this. God's provision for you is enough for today. It is. It's enough for today. And you ought to chase after it. And you ought to love it. And you ought to desire it. Okay. His provision is enough for you today. And it's perfect for you today. But remember, it's for today. And so when God gives you his daily bread, when he gives you his daily revelation, when you read God's word or do these Bible studies, or there's innumerable ways in which you can feed on God's word. Remember, it's not just manna from heaven now. He's given us all kinds of methods by which we can hear and ingest his word. Now, it needs to be his word, by the way. It's got to be his word, not just good things out there. There's a lot of good stuff out there, but then I'm going to tell you the God stuff is only the Bible. Okay, Chad will give you some good stuff every once in a while too. But remember, the God stuff is the Bible, and that's the important thing. If you get your daily bread today, you need to what? You need to take it. You need to ingest it. You need to make it a part of who you are, and you need to let God use that to to guide you through the day He's given you, because that daily bread is adequate and enough and sufficient for you for what you've got going on today. And as we take it in today, we need to use it and. Allow it to prosper us as we go. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.